1: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three of six ends April 3rd, 2023. Void or prohibited. Year's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito It's
0: the Flyers forecast with Steve Jacote and Craig Forsyth. Taking a look at your Flyers week ahead. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Flyers forecast. My God, the Flyers forecast is back. It feels like it's been forever. It's been a while since we did a Flyers forecast. Folks, hockey is back in theory this week. I am pumped. You are pumped. And most of all, Craig Forsyth is pumped.
1: Oh, I'm pretty fucking jacked up. Yeah. I mean, we got live hockey. There's been a lot of months of uh, not doing anything and not going outside or talking to people. So we got uh, two two games of hockey coming up here. One of them's uh, really fake. And then the second one doesn't count uh, that much either. But one of them's uh, like a proof
0: of concept, essentially. Like you're, (laughs) you're pitching something to the company and you're like, I think this idea can really work. And that's what this exhibition game is unfortunately the flyers exhibition game, as we will discuss is with a, a bitter rival. So who knows how yes. heated that will get. It turns out everybody gets injured because they all just beat the shit out of uh, each other yeah. in an exhibition game, but we'll talk about that in a moment. But I just wanted to give a quick plug and a thank you to everybody who had stuck with us as this program changed to fly under yes. quarantine for the past couple months. And uh, we had a lot of fun doing Fook. and who knows if that will happen in another form once hockey is not being played. But in the meantime, hockey is back. Hockey games will be played and hopefully will be played longer than baseball games, which had a catastrophic mishap today. But we will talk about that more on Flyperbole, the full show, later this week. This is the forecast where we take a look at your Flyers week ahead. And... It's just it's still surreal to be talking about watching Flyers hockey again.
1: Yeah. And if I if I could jump in real quick, going back to a uh, previous point, I do want to thank all of our listeners, too, because, yeah, it's been uh, I know it's been pretty weird since uh, I guess quarantine started or since the middle of March, where everything got shut down and a lot of people listen to us on the way to work or. You know, a lot of the daily routines may have got messed up, but uh, we know that a lot of people are still listening. So, uh, thanks for toughing it out and deciding to listen to us. Uh, you know, go on about whatever and uh, sticking it out with us, like Steve said. And I, I'm with you, Steve. I, I can't believe we're actually at this point, either. Um, I mean, I, I, especially with how well the testing is going for the league. Like, I am starting to kind of see a way that maybe it all gets done. Uh, And honestly, I didn't think that was going to happen at all. I thought they were going to be kicking the can down the road with the the Hub Cities forever and then just go, you know what, I don't know if we can really try this anywhere and then just kind of go from there. But to actually get into the bubble and to have zero positive tests is kind of insane. I mean, for any group of people, but knowing collectively how much the NHL likes to just trip on their own dicks, to actually be able to somehow get to this point, I, I don't know. It's like the it's like in high school the the kid you always got in the group project that never did anything, and then like senior thesis and everybody else is like struggling to stay above water. This guy nailed it out of the park. wrote like a three hundred page like book. Like that's what this guy did to see. Like, like that's what if, I, that's what it feels like right now.
0: <laughs> if the NHL pulls this off, it's it's like the scene in Old School where Will is doing <laughs> the debate and he just rattles off this perfect answer. And then it's just like what happened? I blacked out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like Batman's gonna walk out of the bubble in October and they'll be like, How did you pull this off? And it's just gonna be like, I what well, what, well, what, what what what's happening? Where are we? <laughs> Who's president? What is this? <laughs> no, that would be that's a pretty good comparison. Which by the way, uh I, go back watch. I haven't watched that movie in a minute. So was talking gonna talk about that movie the other day too. But uh still uh still class. I don't think there's anything uh
0: I love old school. I watched there. it <laughs> Probably, is. I, but
1: you know, yeah, it's uh, gotta be too. I, yeah,
0: yeah I, I've always loved it. Bring your green hat. I there's, <laughs> I just have a great memory of old school because we we stayed in this Airbnb a few years ago, uh, where it was just kind of a creepy experience where we stayed on this guy's land. We thought it was gonna be like, I don't know, a little loft or something by a lake and it turns out it was like a shed on this guy's land and i basically didn't sleep the entire night but we went in and he had this tiny tv and a dvd player and it just was like there were a couple horror movies like a halloween and like a friday the 13th uh actually i think there were a bunch of horror movies which was like oh this is good and then a couple westerns like just you know flat out i think there were also a couple other dad movies like uh like field of dreams, stuff like that. And then there was oh, yeah, old yeah. school and, uh, I mean, I looked at each other and were are like, I guess we're watching old school tonight. And this <laughs> loft or whatever the hell we're staying in with these ladybugs and the outhouse with the, the dangling ice pick that I don't like any of this
1: <laughs> except for old school, except for the DVD except player. The just... DVD Apparently player only old school. Too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, weird, weird experience. But I can't believe I'm saying this. Let's talk some motherfucking hockey. Let's
1: talk some fucking hockey. And we're going to start with... Uh, so if you guys remember how we used to do this, it was uh, we start with the state of the team. So we just talk about the Flyers for a bit. They haven't played in over four months. So right now, we're going to go with uh, the rosters that were put out. And the, on the roster, just the usual names uh, up front among the forwards. Uh, the big surprises up front are, first and foremost, uh, Oscar Lindblom. So again... If this was a regular timeline, I don't think we'd be talking about this at all. Uh, yeah. well, we wouldn't be because he just got cleared earlier this month. And Osky you know, boy, Osky boy, Oscar, Oscar the grouch, uh, the Swedish tank, you know, uh, the atomic bomb, all of it. He deserves all of it. He overcame cancer and now he's gonna play. Now it seems like he's on the official roster and it seems like he's slated to play in these playoffs, which is uh, <laughs> I mean, bonkers. A happens. lot of yeah, there's a lot of stuff that we just can't believe in the first ten minutes. But like, you, you hear what we're saying, right? Like, this is all insane stuff going on. So he's, I, I can't wait to actually see if he's how he looks if he plays. So, uh, and we'll talk more about his contract, three years, uh, three million a year on the cap hit. We'll talk more about that on uh, on Thursday too. And uh, yeah, uh, along with Limblom, the other notable, noticeable names that are. Not really, maybe a rose eyebrows, not really big surprises, but uh, Andy, 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 Androff, uh, Morgan Frost, Joel Farabee, Connor Bunneman, and then the uh, the two left off, the two bigger names left off were uh, the German, German, German Rubsoff and Carson Torinsky. So, uh, I'm not really surprised by any of these decisions, uh, up front. I'm a little surprised by Torinsky because not like I. I mean, I don't really care if Torinsky's there, but I, if you want to make the argument of a different look in the bottom six, he is that bigger, slower guy that can probably crowd the net and maybe get greasy goals. Like, I could have seen, and again, not really saying Turenski has this potential or would have led to anything, but, like, if he told me Turenski were to play and he scored, like, five goals in this postseason because he was just going to the net and being, like, our Patrick Maroon, I can believe that. But, again, I don't even want the real Patrick Maroon, so I don't want a discount version of that. And a guy like he doesn't need to be on the team right now in the bottom six, especially with everybody else that is in the lineup. I don't think if if he was to play, it would be somebody like Frost Ferraby Bunneman or probably like Pitlik sitting. And I think I'd take all I, I there's not even a question about those four guys and and Twerinski in my mind.
0: Um see if Rubstoff was the, playing like the germ, then he would have made it because the germ's a badass. But he's playing like Ruby.
1: <laughs> He's playing like Rube. Also, I don't know what the uh, might be a little bit of bad mojo to bring a guy properly nicknamed the Germ into the bubble during a global pandemic. It seems like bad, like just a bad idea. Just testing testing the waters too much. But Rusev, I'm I don't really care about uh, not going for the this particular postseason. I don't think it hampers his uh, progression or anything. And he wasn't really like. I mean, I didn't really notice him on the ice. I mean, Kosh, uh, David Kosh didn't make it either. I, I liked him more this season in his limited yeah. time. But, like, yeah, Russoff was just uh, – he just didn't he didn't do – he didn't get recognized that much when he's in the NHL this year. And he wasn't really – he didn't really have a lengthy AHL season either. So, um, yeah, whatever. Forward's not a big deal. I'm just excited about Lindblom. And I think – I mean, especially with the team rolling, you you have Blom in that top six, that means – that means Lawton or Fairby are gonna probably be in the uh, bottom six or Limblom's in the bottom six, which in that case Yeah. That's uh that's good it's good stuff. It's good stuff up front, Steve. Uh Defenseman, usual names as well. And then I had a ghost, Andy Walensky, Mark Freeman, and Igor Zamula. Igor, not Mike Zamula. Uh he's gonna be he's gonna be playing, Steve. And apparently he's gonna be play he might be playing in his exhibition game tomorrow, according to uh, that guy at the other oh, yeah wow. So yeah, so that'll be... I am interested to see how Igor Zimola does. Uh, I mean, we've been hearing him out for a while. You watch his WHL highlights, they're all pretty... He does some ridiculous stuff with the puck. Um, and he was a pretty big... I mean, he was the most important blue liner for Team Russia, World Juniors, and uh, another one of these guys, like Phil Myers and Sanhive to an extent, that just uh, drafted with maybe not as much recognition and... Uh, notoriety as they deserve, but have kind of I guess uh improved their profile over the years. Like Zamula was getting love from uh, I think Scott Wheeler wrote about Zamo this year at the World Junior Championship just talking about how the Flyers found him. And uh, if he's able to play in these games, if he plays tomorrow and he looks good that they they it looks like they nail another uh another find another defensive gem. So we'll see what that's like. But uh any uh, I'm Steve how you feel see... about this blue line.
0: I am gonna say I'm excited to see some Kazam action. Kazam <laughs>
1: With uh, I want to see let's see. I mean, we've been waiting for it all season too. If we're being honest, I want I want to see how Wellesley does. I want to see uh, see how he does live and in game action. Oh, well, we've been waiting for Wellesley. Walensky and Simula need to be the third pair just to, just to make us happy.
0: There's Something some like surprises that. here for sure, but it's uh, you know, it's. I, but also not really at the same time. Like I'm not shocked. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, Torinsky or Rube stuff. didn't make it. Like that's not a big deal. I'm completely shocked about Lindblom. Like that's still just. I,
1: I'll never get used to that. I yeah. can't
0: fathom that he is going to play. Like I just can't. Like we were saying even I don't know two weeks ago. Like there's no way. There's no way. And oh, you know,
1: I chalked it up. Yeah, you know, I. I, I want to be on the
0: roster if like they wouldn't just symbolically have him on there.
1: Yeah, no, I don't think, especially, yeah, they they wouldn't even take that that chance or do anything. So the fact that he, yeah, like I, I, yeah, I mean, he had cancer. We were talking about we didn't want to jump to the conclusion he was ever going to play again. And now, you know, unique circumstances, but still to come back and play in the same fucking postseason is just bonkers. Like for him to be able to accomplish all that in a short amount of time and just accomplish it at all is just... Yeah, I can't even imagine what his life's been since December. <laughs> just everything can't even fathom. Just a complete whirlwind. Yeah. So, but hopefully, just ha- yeah, mainly just him playing. I'm I'm happy with. So I'm not really. Maybe God, that'll be. But like, not to read too much into that crap. But this is the that's the kind of thing that teams build around, and then you hear about those DVD on oh, the DVDs for years to come about how teams you know build themselves around that story and. I don't know. There's a lot of. Well, let's talk about the rest of the team first. We'll, you can't. Yeah, goalies. don't. You're, you're putting <laughs> out all the vibes in the world right now. You yeah. need to not do yeah, that. Yeah, that's all right. That's Superstitious
0: all right. Steve is out and about, and he's not liking this.
1: I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Hold, yeah, there we go. I got some one. So uh, goalies. You can kind of guess who the goalies are: Carter Hart, Brian Elliott, Alex Lyon, and uh Kriljus uh, Dumanko. So no surprises there. Even with Dumanko, Dumanko was. The ones that were uh they were included for phase three, I think. Uh that roster. So and we had mentioned a couple of weeks back. So uh, I, I don't know if he's gonna play. Hopefully we don't see him. Not the it's not a slam on him like he sucks. Just hopefully we don't have to go four goalies deep in this tournament.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I'm somebody. hoping it's not, you know, the Flyers of last season with seven goaltenders.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They I think they got the whole rotating goalie things out of their system last year. Hopefully. We'll never know. But um also again, yeah, I just can't believe like this year. 2018-19 Flyers, they would have eaten that shit up, and they were like, you can bring all the goalies they want. Like, Chuck Slitcher would have been like, all the goalies? Batman would have been like, yeah, baby, all the goalies. Bring them all. And then the Flyers would have brought 20, and it would have been great. But uh, that's that's not what happened. You guys are aware of that. Uh, so that's the roster. And again, really, yeah, like you said, no major – the Lindblom news is big, but then some of the other roster decisions, like, I mean, I am I like the decision to leave Torinsky behind. And um, I like the addition of Zamula. I've, I like Zamula as a possible unique X factor. Because I think Zamula's ceiling is higher than Freeman's, but I, I think he's going to have to work through the, you know, getting used to the league at first. And if there was ever a time to do that, I think it would be during the exp- exhibition game tomorrow doesn't count. But, you know, these round robin games are a nice little real NHL hockey, but there's really no major consequences. Because, you know, first night conference in the fourth really isn't that, all things considered right now isn't the end of the world. So, um, I mean, advanced stats don't matter right now. I put them in the outline, but we're not going to talk about them. <laughs> they, <should. laughs> they were the fly- Sorry, nerds. Yeah. They were there. top 10 and goals per game. And then no, the other, but I mean, it's just going to be, I'm applying the same theory. Uh, you don't roll over the stats into the next season because it's a completely different season. And now they've been off the ice for, uh, about the length of a regular off season. So, We don't know what, we don't know how the team's going to look once they get back in there. But speaking of that, the first team the Flyers will see, uh, moving on to the game section of the outline, Stephen, is uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. 4 p.m. on Tuesday on NBCSN and NBCS. Uh, The only thing I'm looking for in this one is to make sure nobody gets hurt. And I want to (laughs) see.
0: You know, oh you have one of the most bitter rivalries in hockey going up for this exhibition game like you know what can get hurt and like these teams would fight over and off sides like I'm not, yeah that's
1: <laughs> exactly yeah they are like, oh, terrifying they chill. for
0: that perspective but i i'm also very excited to see a flyers penguins game this early in the process
1: yeah i am it's and they did that like across the league like all the like expo- exhibition games are kind of like robbery games but still it's like uh
0: rivalry games
1: (laughs) these guys are just gonna kill each other tomorrow so hopefully it's not like what i'm picturing i'm dead (laughs) i'm picturing it like uh like the world cup scrimmages like the uh the one where Drew almost got killed by like logan gator or something like that's what i'm paranoid about tomorrow these dudes just not playing hockey for a bunch of months and then they get out there and it's just like I don't know something dumb happens, but uh, let's get let's, let's pretend like this is a real game. Penguins won the 2019-20 regular season series two one to zero, even though the Flyers went one one and one during that seven one loss in Pittsburgh on October 3 three zero win in uh, Philadelphia on January 21st, where Crosby didn't have any shot attempts at five and five, and then the four to three overtime loss in Pittsburgh on January 31st, which is was the Flyers in my opinion one of the Flyers' best uh, periods of the season, the third period. Uh, even though they lost, and uh, again, all those games happened before uh, in the old world. So I don't know how the Flyers are going to look in uh, the new normal. We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out together. So it'll <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be interesting watching them try to like just get back into the rhythm of things, and then also just like the after after the whistle skirmishes. It's going to be like watching a team full of Scott harnells just be like angry but consistently falling over. I feel like. <laughs> Just like throwing just, their gloves, like Yeah, just like all the most spastic anger just taken out on like players. Yeah. Just something like that. So Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned.
0: I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild.
1: Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the VergeCast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. Um, so let's look at uh, penguins for a top 10 and goal scoring. uh. uh Power play was middle pack PK was yeah, possession number I love no these podcast notes you're going over here. was
0: uh, <laughs> just looking through my notes on the problems. Yeah, I'm looking
1: at the uh, I mean like the okay, goals for games, like there's not yeah. Uh forwards So Should I'll we go just put, put
0: in like a, a page turning effect here?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, tell them when this go forward in the podcast. Uh forwards penguins. Uh, I'm just gonna rattle them off real quick. Uh, Anthony Angelos, Agas and Reach, Teddy Bluger, Sidney Crosby, Jake Gansel, Patrick Hornquist, some guy named Adam Johnson, Sam Lafferty, Evgeny Malkin, Patrick Marlowe, Jared McCann, Evan Rodriguez, Brian Russ, Connor Sheri, Brandon Tanev, Phil Veroni, Jason Zucker. Yeah, so what I'm hoping for tomorrow is a Pitlick-Veroni fight to uh, let Veroni know that the, the real Flyers 4th line has arrived. And uh, it's just redemption from making everybody watch Phil Veroni last year. So Tyler Pitka, if you're listening, and I doubt you are, uh, but I hope you are, just please uh, punch Phil Veroni in the face for me. All these other guys... Uh, Anthony Angelo is a fringe player. Blueger has been, yeah, he's been the, the traitor is starter. Phil you know, Veroni. Yeah, Phil Veroni is the big one we got to worry about. We're going to be headhunting for that guy tomorrow. Uh Defense, fucking <laughs> <Burna, burna, laughs> exhibition game.
0: Phil Veroni,
1: uh Kevin, Ch- 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 I forget how to say this guy's name. He used to be an Islander. Kevin Chuckman, Ch- 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 Chuckman, Ch- 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 uh, Brian Dumoulin, Jack Johnson, Pierre Olivier Joseph. Uh yeah, That's Czech Chris Republic.
0: The pronunciation. <laughs>
1: Kevin Checkman. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Czech Republicman. Uh John Kevin, Marino, Marcus Kevin Chrisman.
0: That's that's the name.
1: Kevin. <laughs> Shout out to Flyers Faithful. Uh so Ricolo, Chad Ruweedle, and Justin Schultz. Uh, by the way. So that defense besides the guy's name I forget how to pronounce. And uh, I don't think Pierre Olivier Joseph is gonna play. Uh, he was yeah, he came over um, in a trade uh, last and um, the Phil Kessel trade, so I don't think he's gonna. I don't know if he's gonna play, but that would be somebody to keep an eye on because he is the. Yeah, he's the main piece of that return in that deal from uh, from Kessel, if I remember correctly. Uh, goalies: Casey DeSmith, Tristan Yari, uh, Matt Murray, and Emil larmy. So yeah, that's uh that oh, the big note here for the Penguins is Crosby is expected to play. So missed the Penguins scrimmage on Saturday, and then he returned to practice today, and he will be out there tomorrow to i don't know, probably score like four goals in the Flyers in that preseason game or something. So we'll find out. Yes, that's, as uh, noted
0: on the all-time anti-Flyers team, the Flyers killers team, Sidney Crosby is basically the captain Yeah, it's just, it's Sidney Crosby.
1: yeah he just it, it takes a real casual when he plays the Flyers, and it just doesn't matter. He he just always collects points. Uh, it's annoying. So Steve predictions. I'm thinking eight-one winner for the Flyers. Couple of fights. Uh, maybe the bench is clear. Get a little dust up. Get the uh, get the energy going here. The Bulls the I'm thinking, are thinking,
0: I'm thinking a six to five nail biter.
1: Oh baby! By the way, speaking of getting the guys in the mood real quick, you get them going for this uh, the bubble hockey. Uh, Av said the Flyers were the first team in the bubble, so let me just say I fucking love hearing that. Uh, they may be the first team in the bubble, last bubble, team in the bubble to leave. Uh, I want them working nine to five every day, strapping on the work boots, bringing a lunch pail, uh, just real, real blue collar approach is what I want to see on this team. And uh, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. I, so,
0: I love it. Showing yeah. up first and you know, ready to go. It's like yeah, showing building. up for a job interview 15 minutes early. It's just good yeah,
1: Exactly, You just want it. That's all. You know, there are things that you don't need skills for. It's just whether or not you want it. And, you know, showing up early. That's just the Flyers want it. You know, they're just that team. And uh, you got to love it. Got to love it. <laughs> Yawn. Uh, Flyers <laughs> first real game. <laughs> I was building up some bullshit yeah. <laughs> really plugging it in there. The nine to five hard work. Work ethic. It's all. No, the I, I do like. I think the fires. I do think there is a special team going on or a special thing going on with the team right now, though. So I, I felt like that. I mean, everybody's going that way before the pause. But like, I don't know. I, I hopefully this whole tournament does actually get done. Whole postseason does get done because uh, maybe. Might be the Flyers, uh, you know, doing all right in it. But anyway, let's talk about the first real game again. Oh God, we're not this getting is into the most. i We're not getting into the jinx there. I, I don't think the thing is going to get completed still. I'm still worried about that part. So we don't need to worry about me jinxing it yet. This but is the, first the most game.
0: optimistic I've heard you. Like, <laughs> This is the most optimistic I've heard you about the possibility of them even finishing it. And the most optimistic I've heard you about the Flyers in general. This is terrifying.
1: Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. So, I mean, and the first game. So let's go back to. Uh. Just go back to breaking down the games. We don't need to put my you know, misplaced positivity on this anywhere. So uh, play the Bruins 3 p.m. on Sunday. and Watch on NBC or if you're in Canada, Sportsnet. Uh, and Philly took this season series a 2-1-0 despite not winning a game. Regulation, a 3-2 shootout win in Boston back on November 10th. 6-5 shootout win in Philly on January 13th, which was Brad Marchand forgetting to carry the puck with him on a penalty – or a uh, shootout. Attempt and then the 2 two-oh uh, loss,
0: forgetful rat man,
1: <laughs> could smell the puck. Uh, two-oh loss to the Flyers or two-oh loss in Philly uh, for the Flyers on March 10th, which was the last game of the season. and Of course, Ghost looked pretty good in that game. I just wanted to mention that because people like it when you talk about Ghost. Uh, Bruins, yeah, they're pretty good at everything. Uh, ninth in goals, first in goals against per game, second power play, third PK, and then um, their, their defense is ridiculous. Um, and that you can tell all that by the underlying numbers, which, again, don't matter. Uh, roster for them, though. Uh, usual names up front, uh, Patrice Bergeron, Anders Bjork, Charlie Coyle, Jake DeBrusque, Trent Frederick, Andre Kasha, David Krejci, Carson Kuhlman, Sean Corrale, Parlin Holm, Brad Marchand, Key Nordstrom, David Poshanik, Nick Ritchie, Zach Senegin, Jack Stonica, and Chris Wagner. Um, How did I Senezin? not realize
0: until now that the Bruins have a man named Carson Coleman.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, he's been, yeah, he's been, he's been off to use for a little bit of time, but it's a very, the hell uh, with a K, by the way. So, yeah, he's, uh, he's really, he really got down the alliteration. But, yeah, he was one of the guys, uh, him, uh, him, Frederick, uh, Lindholm a little bit. I mean, part of him, Lindholm played for the Leafs last year, but like him, those two, Senogen and uh, Stenica, are kind of the, would be the wild cards in that game. But I think Stenica was, uh yeah looking at the lines uh yeah the lines that I practiced today were uh marsham bergeron posternich Debrus, crechey studnica corelli coil Bjork slash coolman and then nordstrom lindholm and wagner so coolman may not even be in on um on sunday but yeah yeah he's, in, he's not hard for it. nothing nothing to write home about but they got some uh they got some pretty funny names in there um so, yeah, that's a Senogen <laughs> and that's Nick. I don't know. I just got a funny sign of names, not anything crazy to it. Uh, defensemen Brandon Carlos, uh, Zidane Chara, Connor Clifton, Matt Grizzly, Corey Krug, Jeremy Lawson, uh, Charlie McAvoy. John Moore, Yerho Vakaninen, and Jacob Zaboral. So, Vakaninen and Zaboral. Vakaninen's gotten some games in, uh, but Zaboral will be the big surprise if he plays. And, uh, yeah, Jeremy Lawson, John Moore. Um, not, and Connor Clifton really aren't. They're kind of middle of the road guys that aren't, I guess, too crazy. Uh, it's just the usual. Uh, Got to watch out for Chara and uh, McAvoy, and Carlo's pretty good defensively. So,
0: is Daniel Chara uh, only two hundred and eighty years old at this point?
1: Only, yeah. This is going to be. He's he's trying for his uh, his atheist eightieth postseason this time around. So hopefully he wins it. And uh, it's been a minute since his first one back in nineteen seventeen with the original uh, original centers. But uh, on defense, it's going to be. Uh, I mean, Char was not even out there apparently for uh, practice day. It was Grizzly, McAvoy, Crew, Carlo, and Moore uh, Lawson uh front with Backen and Clifton being the fourth pair. So again, I mean, the the brew that game on Sunday is going to be pretty tough. And again, the whole element of rust is going to be huge. So it's kind of hard to gauge what the actual team is going to look like um, on on Sunday. But that would be, you know, you're probably going to see the top pair, and then you're going to have to figure out a way to work away uh work away around chara and McAlvoy. um and Raskus. i mean rask is still rask too so uh the nice thing about sunday is that these games the games don't matter that much um because again it's all about seating in the after the qualifying round the flyers are in pretty good shape for that as is so uh right that's that's it'll a be to everybody the
0: the first few games so. Of- The Penguins game is an exhibition, and then the Flyers have round-robin games against the Bruins, Capitals, and Lightning to figure out what the seeding will be amongst those teams, the Bruins, Capitals, Lightning, and Flyers. So the Flyers, you know, coming into this were the lowest of those four teams easily, and now they actually might have a chance to have the top seed, which is absurd, but that's the world we're living in.
1: (laughs) <laughs> them and the stars yeah are just in the desirable position of uh three games can move them yeah and that is yeah i guess that's a good point to point out uh because there's been a lot of moving parts with the schedule for a while now too so in theory uh unless everything gets shut down early you should be seeing at minimum eight games of flyers hockey so the exhibition game the three round robin games which flyers can't get eliminated in And then they would play in the first round, so you would get at least four games of that. So, you know, to swing the other way with my positive uh, momentum of featuring the Flyers. If they were to get swept in the first round, you would still see eight games. So hopefully hopefully we see more, and hopefully there's not any kind of of crazy – well, I'll say the next line of uh, thinking before I get to my point. Um, With the COVID test done, they release uh, the results every Monday, and the league put out that – Uh, Last week among the 800 players tested uh, with uh, 4,256 tests uh, through the end of phase three, there were zero positive tests uh, and they had two positive tests from two weeks ago. So those are huge. I mean, that whole thing right there is a huge, uh, I consider that a huge success for the league. I didn't think it was going to get down to this, these few cases. Like I, I, the plan has gone a lot better than I thought it was going to go. Um, and hopefully that continues. But, um, yeah, I mean, it really comes down to just as long as they don't do the shit that the Phillies and Marlins just did. I think they might have a chance to actually be able to do this whole tournament. I don't know. We don't know the long-term effects on the players. And really, honestly, I would be arguing that I think that should be the big enough case for them to kind of think about a way to shut it down this year without taking that huge of a financial loss. But I mean, if there's these few cases, they're already in the bubble. or Yeah, they're already at the bubble. And um, they're actually straightforward or kind of honest about who's got it and they follow the protocols and everything. I think they could. I think it could still work out. There might be some questions with the quality of competition, but there might be a way to get from start to finish with this. I don't know if that's just me because I know I said that last week, Steve. I don't know how you feel about the likelihood of it all finishing but like i'm starting to see it more from the angle of i don't know i really don't i, I think the leagues look at players more as a way for a financial gain they're not really actually concerned about their health so if you're actually worried about players health absolutely that is the huge argument for why none of this should be potentially happening but apparently we're we're, we're going to worry about that later or we're just going to chalk up that the effects we don't know from this aren't as dangerous as it could be which is not really the appropriate line of thinking. But if we're looking at if this is actually going to get done, I don't know how much that's getting talked about among league officials and everything. I think it's more about whether or not they can get away with still going through games, even though some players are dropping out. So, right. um, And I think and if that's the way they're looking at it and they're at this point with the totals, I think they can do a good enough job getting to the end of it. But, I mean... What are you uh how are you feeling about all this? <laughs> I mean it's a big
0: I'm just kinda taking it day by day with this thing. Like, you know, I'm excited for hockey. I don't want people to get sick. It's I want people to stay safe and be careful. Um it's it's a dilemma for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Yeah, I guess that's really yeah, we're just all we're all just taking it day by day, pretty much right now. And yeah, and I'm uh...
0: trying not to get my my hopes up too high or too low or that is fair. You know, yeah, that's fair. it's it's tough. It's a struggle for sure, but uh, I'm taking what I get and I am, you know, as a hockey fan, as a hockey podcaster, very excited to get hockey back. But yeah, I want to keep these guys safe and, and do it the, the best way possible. And yeah. seeing what's going on in baseball right now. And I'm going to go on a big old rant about how baseball's handled things on sure fly uh, hyperbole later this week but uh just you know if they can't let it get to that point and if it it gets there yeah. you just gotta shut it down but i'm I'm hoping they can pull it out I'm hoping they can continue to to stay safe and do the right procedures and you know it's it's tough though because uh everyday people aren't even staying safe and doing the right procedures
1: yeah yeah so uh, yeah again <laughs> it's I don't feel I think I think they could do it. There's going to be a lot of question marks about it. And to the Phillies Marlins point, I I don't know, I don't know how the MLB organized the protocol with everything with positive tests, but I don't know how they let the decision come down to the managers and players as to whether or not they could play or if that was just a thing that's a rumor. But if that's something that the NHL is going to try and backdoor that policy in so the public doesn't know that shit
0: I saw it reported. I, I didn't see it as a rumor. Okay. I, I saw it like flat out reported and So the, it's the it NBA it, NBA. it
1: went down like it's actually it actually happened. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so like see that's and the, the athletic, type of thing. I saw it on the athletic too. Okay. So then that yeah. So like if the MLB is doing that, you fucking know the NHL is going to try and do that shit too. So if that's the case, then I then I'm going to start taking these tests with or the test results with a grain of salt because again we've talked about the mumps thing a million times already, but like.
0: The big the thing is the league suffered. needs to put their foot down, and say teams can't it play. Can't be. They yeah. they need to take this seriously, and they need to put the players' health first. And specifically, also just the trying to keep the spread of uh, infection down, the infection rate down. Like you, you can't throw guys out there. Going well, you know, exactly. only a couple no, of guys. That's... Just throw them out. Like you can't do that, and you can't leave and... it up to the players because. As we have discussed with the hockey mentality, it's, oh, well, you got to give it all for the team. You can't just blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, these are guys that try to tough out, like, broken legs and torn ACLs and stuff like Uh, that. Yeah, exactly. They're not a complaining lot, which is a a huge detriment when it comes to something like this. They're not going to report. I'm feeling a little feverish unless they absolutely have to.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, guys Uh, are playing through fucking torn labrums and, like, torn MCLs. They're not going to... They're not going to be like, you know what? I, I kind of, you know, I gotta. I'm not feeling great right now. They're going to try and play through that. But again, it comes down to. I mean, that's the big question now: is if the league is going to thoroughly do this testing and actually sit people out because they've done all the, they've said the right things right now. But I, I, I think what happened with the Phillies and Marlins is the type of shit that is going to happen with each NHL team. Which, at that point, again, if we're playing with three or four people. They could potentially have it, then it's going to spread like wildfire and then there's no fucking chance of it happening.
0: I mean, the, the main thing the NHL has going for it is the bubble and the fact yeah, that exactly. people aren't going in and out. And that's what the problem with MLB is, that teams are still traveling. They're still going from stadium to stadium. And mm-hmm. that's insane to me. Like, the Phillies are hosting games. The Yankees are hosting games. The Marlins are... Like, just designate a few different areas and put everybody in a bubble if you really want to do this. Like, that's the yeah. only way you can even consider doing this, but that's
1: how, how big were the, um, how big, do you know how big the MLB teams were? Cause it was it NHL. They're bringing 50 personnel, like players, coaches, trainers, everything. You're each franchise was getting 50 people. I don't know what the MLB size were, but like maybe there were just too many people to get into the bubble or like well, maybe they, a- they don't have a bubble is the problem. They're just traveling.
0: Well, that's the problem is they're traveling and they're not, they don't have like a secure area, really. They're still assigning buses and planes and hotels. And th- that's a huge issue.
1: Yeah. And that's all the stuff that the NHL and the MO or the NHL and the NBA have already ironed out. I mean, the NBA, I don't know what the test results numbers were for the, uh, the NBA, but they're kind of doing the same thing. It's just, they t- <laughs> I mean, they're setting up shop in Florida, which seems kind of uh, uh, maybe not ideal for all, all this, but it's I, not great. I really still, like, it, it's – again, I my – I don't want to say confidence because I, I really am I'm not too pumped about it if it's going to result in, like, dudes getting COVID because, again, something we're not talking about, and uh, I would like to give this point to Ian, um, that, you know, I wrote the quality competition argument last week, but uh, at the same time, we don't know what these side effects are. So, like, you can sit players out, but do you want guys like – you know, if this leads to Nathan McKinnon and, like, a bunch of other – players getting something that like fucks with their like lungs or something or they lose like a sense or something like that's something you a star athlete is now hampered for the rest of their career so we could do these playoffs in july and august and that kind of feels like you're taking it it seems like you're it seems kind of dumb to do that because then it hurts your product and the people in your league for years to come so it's, I don't know. There's a lot of, there's still a lot of stuff, but I, I think I've just turned from the point of if you throw the away, a quarter competition. I really think the league's going to try and gloss over some of this shit that they should. Um, so I'm not, I mean, we'll see how it is. <laughs> this is like, it really is just day to day, but we're just getting closer and closer. And uh, it, it's just looking more and more like I think they might be able to do it, but we'll see. We will see. Yeah, the MLB looks done, though.
0: Yeah, well, I, you know, I really, I, I don't know how it's going to go, but uh, I do know that there is, uh, there's going to be hockey this week. Uh, how much of it, we don't know, but there's going to be hockey this week. We're going to see Flyers oh, hockey, and I, I'm yeah. I'm excited to see that much at least, and I just hope it goes well and, and hope they're staying safe. And, yeah, I, I, so I'm curious to see how, what guys are, are getting back into the flow of things quickly who picks things up better and that takes us to uh craig's favorite feature on this program (laughs) the players of the week where we pick uh, a player of the week and and go from there now craig has historically done very poorly in the player of the week category and i had a couple weeks right i I picked double players and uh i don't know craig would you do you want to pick somebody this week or do you want to do you want to just double? You want me to double up? You want me to pick two guys?
1: I'm gonna. Yeah, well see. You said this thing before. I mean, like the you picked two players right and then the season shut down.
0: Listen, I had picked two players a couple well, weeks I, I, before I t- it shut down because you suck at this, and then. <laughs> <laughs> so look. And so... then it happened again. So I don't think they're I don't like this implication that you're throwing at me. I I don't I, appreciate
1: well, it. I don't like it. Yeah. Well, I guess what I'm saying is the world was fine when I was being innocent and naive and poorly picking these players of the week. But then when your ego got so big, you had to steal my picks. That's when the world decided to, uh,
0: you know. Oh, oh, the implication collapsed. is I'm stealing your picks because, buddy, buddy,
1: They're I need to remind
0: it. you of the fact that you asked me to make two picks.
1: I mean, well, that's yeah, all on air. Let's not go behind because board. you
0: were so ashamed uh, of your own track record.
1: Right, that is true. I did come to you crying in your DMs a lot explaining that I couldn't do these pics publicly anymore because they were so absolutely fucking true. I don't even want to go back and like, total up. It would be pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, testing out that, uh, yeah. get that
0: soundboard going. What do you want to do? You, you're going to pick? Okay.
1: Yeah, we'll get back into it. Uh, Let's see here should have a big... Well, I, I know, you know what? what mine is already,
0: so I'm just going to beat you to the punch here.
1: Hey, go ahead and do it. Do I'm you know going
0: it? with the Jerk Store's all-time bestseller. Oh, baby. TK, Travis connectney He's been the Flyers' spark plug all year. He's been the guy who brings the energy, who sets the tempo, and I really think he's the guy who's going to lead the charge back into play, and and he's the guy to watch out for this week. I think he's my... He well, I don't think I know he's my player of the week selection. <laughs>
1: uh, you know what? I got to go with the big stank himself. I'm going to the osky boy. Let me go with Oscar Ooh. Limbaugh. I All think right. I, I mean, just because it, you know it's essentially wasting a waste thing of pick anyway. But I did want to just talk about Oscar Limbaugh again because I mean, you know, he was uh, I like Oscar Limbaugh. Big fan of the atomic uh, bomb. And uh, I, think, uh, I think he's going to be a huge motivation factor for the guys. And I think he is – I feel like he's going to look surprisingly uh, in sync with everybody for a player that had to overcome a huge life obstacle and has not really been actively practicing for the last however many months. I think he's going to come out and look A-OK because he's got an amazing hockey IQ. So that's uh, – I'm going with Oscar Limbaum this week. It's my choice. Oscar boy. Skateboard? yeah so hopefully uh god dude could you imagine now yeah you know i'm not gonna put it out into the world because i i don't want to but no i'm gonna say it no i'm not gonna say it now what if he wants con smite that if he wants to smite that should be a 30 for 30 right again jumping way to conclusions my god but just that story can you, you, were imagine just, that? you were
0: just the way you are just alternating between this like barrel Steve, of, I've had unbridled a of enthusiasm to yeah. just complete like oh i don't know about this like I, <laughs> look I, I, I this is a roller coaster i i don't know if i want off or not but you know it's a roller coaster
1: here's what we, here's what happened we didn't do two podcasts over the last two weeks we used to do one two a week we only did two over the last two weeks because i decided to slam my head on the ground for a concussion and then last week decided to uh you know Going vacation so maybe it's just maybe I'm excited because I've just had too much pent up like I haven't been able to unload all my obnoxious flyers opinions on people for a couple weeks so maybe this is just like build up like excitement and positive maybe that's what it is I don't know but I'm I'm happy I'm happy there's hockey tomorrow Steve you know I'm happy to watch my hockey and uh, I mean that's I don't know what you want for me that's all I got that's all I gotta say about this (laughs) My I'm finally guy. happy. I'm finally happy and excited about the Flyers. And here you are. Just telling me, I gotta, gotta reel it in. No, forget That's that. What We're about they to. They call see me. You killed for
0: Steve it. for a reason. Nobody calls me that.
1: <laughs> Steve, I'm watching. I will say.
0: So I will say. On top of you know expecting Travis Konechny to come out with a full head of steam and just destroy everything in his path, uh, I'm very excited to see Carter Hart get into the playoffs and, and some playoff action from him to see yeah. what he can bring to the table.
1: Yeah. I do want to see Carter Hart's, like, mental state in a playoff series. Because all we've been hearing about for years is how him and, like, Braden Hope used to hang out with that one sports psychologist and how, like, you know, all this Zen-like shit. So I want to see if, uh, once he gets to the postseason, if he's actually, you know, I want to see some one nothing shutouts for the Flyers. I want to see his Neuverth game. I think Carter, I think Carter Hart can give us some uh, Neuverth games on the road somewhere. But, uh, uh, hopefully he doesn't have to, though. Uh, hopefully he does not. But it's a nice, uh, you know, it's a nice...
0: Man, that defense was horseshit.
1: See, yeah. oh, <laughs> the defense was horseshit, and Ryan White and Chris Vandevoy were his goals for that game. I don't, like those teams. I just I don't even know how someone got to the playoffs.
0: <laughs> what a time to be alive! Yeah, those what a time, yeah. teams. My God. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. I think that's all we got, but uh, we do thank you for listening. Oh, I got it. What? What do you? What else do you have?
1: I said that's all I got. I was just okay, finishing okay. off. Yeah, I don't know. Are we are we about to fight? What's happening? We <laughs> might fight. I'm all
0: right, like, that's fair.
1: I don't I'll want to drive to silly though. I'll see
0: you yeah. okay, I'll see you at Xfinity. We're just gonna elbow fight though. So uh, <laughs> I know hand to hand, you know, like we can't no hand to hand work, no faces, you know, Elbows knees. face mask on. Elbows, knees, yeah. Yeah. Well I guess you could ideal kick. fighting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you could still, You could,
0: but you can't face kick. Hmm.
1: No Chuck Norris. As everybody knows, that's my go to when it comes to a bar fight. It's just those roundhouse kicks. Don't break the knuckles. Nothing to uh, keep a face clean. Yeah. So, (laughs) anyway, that's, uh, yeah. So, look for Steve and I to start swinging at each other outside of Xfinity Live one of these days. And uh, outside of that, uh, yeah, we'll see you on Thursday, Friday. I don't
0: know. Probably probably Friday. We'll probably be recording Thursday for Friday. Friday, But we'll actually have a little bit of Flyers hockey to talk about. We'll have the exhibition game against what? the Penguins. And we'll probably still talk about a bunch of nonsense, as we typically do, but that is what Fly Purpley is all about.
1: Oh, wait. Of course. yeah. And now we're finally have some things to talk about now. So uh, get back those three-hour apps, baby. I know you're ready. My body's ready.
0: <laughs> there is a demand for the, the two- to three-hour apps, although people don't have as many car rides to sit through to, to listen yeah. to
1: those. Yeah. yeah, once people start going back outside, the, the demand for Fly Purple is just going to be so many people just driving across the country again and want those eight-hour podcasts. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, we're going to give it to them. So get ready for it. Yeah. Or I will. You will. We're going to start yeah. just doing two hours of perps, and then I'll add on six hours of just me yelling at myself into the mic. <laughs> and we'll call that per- We'll call that Fly Purple. Yeah, right, Craig. I you know it's been a long day it's been a long day it's been a long uh it's been a long couple months here but I'm good. All right, good. Well, hockey's right. back <laughs> and that's very exciting.
0: And I just wanted to plug again uh be sure to listen back to the Fly herbalator quarantine episodes that we recorded uh if you have not already. Uh had a lot of fun putting those together and we got a lot of uh listeners suggested uh topics for that and yeah, again it might come back or it might just incorporate some of the the topics into the regular Fly Purply show. We shall see, but again, uh I I do I would appreciate anybody listening to those if they had not already. Uh yeah. That's all I got. Craig, the best place for people to give us feedback is on twitter.com.org.edu.ca. Craig, where can people follow you on Twitter?
1: Uh yeah, sports are bad and I will be uh I, I I'll have something this week. I'm not sure yet that but i mean i might start doing the um i'm gonna start trying to do the in-depth looks at the bruins the lightning and the caps for uh, to see if there's anything i can add about like the in-game play uh, like notes from the season series or maybe some watch some game tape shit like that so i'll, I'll have something out for each of the uh pre-season, or the round robin games and then uh go from there i really i'm waiting for the games come back to try and do more analysis of the games honestly so the uh getting to the games will be a big part of my, uh, hopefully some articles going ahead. So that's, uh, that's that. Yep. All right. Uh, All right. All right. All right. Yep. Yep. Yep.
0: Yep. Okay. You can follow (laughs) me at stay bomb or at fly purpley, but for your hockey needs, make it fly purpley and follow PSH radio, follow broad street hockey and be sure to listen to all of our great broad street hockey podcast offerings. There are many of them. Great work put out by everybody. I think Bill's coming back with the post games this week.
1: Oh, hell yeah. 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 Steph Kelly. Kelly and Charlie are still pumping out shit as well. And, uh, yeah. I really, I guess what I want from this podcast is to make people think that now we're like in a weird fight. Or like that we somehow hate each other. It's, we've had like this weird aura for like the last 20 minutes.
0: So. You want to make feud purpley? I get it.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, dude, why'd you that's a game show right there.
0: What are you doing? That's our or our yelling at each other's show, like the oh, yeah, Talking Heads, like ESPN show.
1: We just talked about the Carey Price deal for years. It's has been like the main. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's I think that's our main argument. That list. is like the, the main Price deal,
1: deal.
0: <laughs> where I Which thought by they were the way, fools, and you were like, "Well, yeah. what else could they do?"
1: Yeah, I'm well, not sure, that. Right. Yeah, no, I, you're, you're starting to become right in that, but I'm not going to give up yet. Uh Carey Price again, a lot of naps this month, so he's well rested. Actually, he's had a bunch of naps since quarantine, so I don't know if I want to. That's a sweet for the Canadians here the Penguins, and the Flyers got to worry about them. So, you start, you talk to me in a couple rounds here, Steve. You know, so Doc, I, I, I heard they, they call
0: Carrie Price Mr. Catnap.
1: Call <laughs> <laughs> Rip Van Winkle. He just, you know, he just doesn't. Yeah, it's all there. Oh, so. my. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Did Sports he just make that reference?
0: S.A. <laughs> Pom, Fly purpley, B.S.H. Radio, Broad Street Hockey. And that's all we got, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Hockey is back. We are excited to talk about it. Until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and good hockey.
1: Hello, I'm Neelai Patel, the editor in chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts, it comes up a lot. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.